G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Everyone will have to give an account of their life. And listen, the big issue in this final day is not a sin issue as much as it is a sun issue, S-O-N. Pastor Greg Laurie says eternity rests on whether we accept Jesus' sacrifice for our sins. It's not based on anything else. We have to put to bed once and for all, and if you do enough good works, you will get to heaven. It's not true. Good people don't go to heaven. Forgiven people do. Period. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Some people seem to rest their entire hope of heaven on the golden rule to do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. Or they hope that God grades on a curve, thinking surely they're a better person than their neighbour. We've all heard people say things like that. But Jesus never said anything like that would get us to heaven. Today, on A New Beginning, in one of the year's most requested studies, Pastor Greg Laurie shows us what Jesus did say about the true path to heaven's reward. This is Life and Death Information. I want you to turn in your Bible to Luke chapter 16, and the title of my message is The Reality of Hell, given by Christ Himself. Luke 16, verse 19. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torments in Hades, or hell, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Then Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received the good things and likewise Lazarus evil things, and now he is comforted and you are tormented. And beside all of this between us there is a great gulf fixed, so those that want to pass from here to there cannot, and you cannot pass over to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, you would send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, and he may testify to them that they will not come to this place of torment. Abraham said to him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. No, Father Abraham, he says, but if one goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And he said to them, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. So what do we learn from this story? Number one, we discover that people in hell suffer. The fact that this man spoke of torment indicates suffering is a very real thing in the hereafter. In fact, the word torment 
is used four times in the text of this story. People in hell are fully conscious and they are in pain. Number two, once you are in hell you cannot cross over to heaven. You know sometimes people will say, well when I get up, you know, before God, I've got the gift of gab and me and the men upstairs will sort this out. You know what, it'll be too late for that. Once you're in eternity, there's no changing things. Now, there's changing those things now. There are no chances after death, but thousands before. But once you've passed over, it's too late. It's appointed unto a man once to die, the Bible says. And then comes the judgment. Bringing us to point number three. When you're in hell, you're conscious and fully aware of where you are. You're also aware of where you were. Now we pointed this out when we looked at heaven, that in heaven you will still be you. You will still know what you knew on earth, but far more. You'll be aware of where you came from and you'll be aware of where you are. In the same way in hell, you'll be aware of where you came from and where you are. As this man is, as he talks about his five brothers in verse 28. I have five brothers, he says. And someone needs to testify to them so they don't come to this place of torment. So this is what happens now to a non-believer. They go to this place of torment, but this is not the end. There is still a judgment yet to come known as the great white throne judgment. Let's read about it together. If you would, go to Revelation 20. This is now a description of the final judgment. Starting in verse 11 of Revelation 20. Then I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Revelation 20 verse 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were open. You might underline or circle the word books. And another book was open. Notice that's singular. You might underline that word as well. Which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things written in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in them. Death and hell, which we're reading about right now, delivered up the dead that were in them. And they were judged each one according to his works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The great white throne judgment. Who will be there? Answer, everyone who has rejected God's offer of forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Notice that there are no exceptions. Verse 12, I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and the books were open. Listen, God is no respecter of persons. The fact that a person may have been a king or a queen or an emperor or a president or a prime minister or a rock star or a billionaire or an actor, it doesn't matter. Everyone's equal. Okay, now you have to stand before God and give an account of your life. Actor Robert De Niro was asked the question, if there are pearly gates and you stand before God one day, what will you say to God? De Niro's response was, I will say to God, and if heaven exists, he has a lot of explaining to do. No, I don't think so. I think Robert De Niro will have a lot of explaining to do. And I don't mean to pick on him. Any person standing before God. You almost wonder if the Lord will look at De Niro and say, What are you looking at me? <laughs> I doubt it. That's a quote from a De Niro movie, by the way. But um, the point is, is 
Everyone will have to give an account of their life. And listen, the big issue in this final day is not a sin issue as much as it is a son issue, S-O-N. Because everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have to put to bed once and for all this concept that sometimes even Christians believe that if you do enough good works, you will get to heaven. It's not true. Good people don't go to heaven. Forgiven people do. Period. That's it. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And today he's presenting a look at the reality of the judgment beyond the grave and how we can avoid it. It's one of this past year's most requested studies. Let's continue. So why is a person at this great white throne judgment? Answer? They are there because they did not believe in Jesus. John 3.18 He that believes in me is not condemned, but he that does not believe in me is condemned already, uh, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. If the non-believer is already condemned, then what is the purpose of the last judgment? This is a very important question. The purpose of the final confrontation between God and man is to clearly demonstrate to the non-believer why he is already condemned. Because there might be someone that would say, I never knew about this. The books are open, verse 12. Notice it's more than one. Books. What are these books? We don't know for certain. But one of them may be a book of God's law. Everyone who has been exposed to the truth of God's law is held responsible. Romans 3.19 says that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may be guilty before God. I bring this up because some people will say, well you know I don't need Jesus Christ. I live by the Ten Commandments. That's just such a joke. You do not. Well I do too. Really. Let's start by asking if you can name the Ten Commandments. Uh... Thou shall recycle? No. <laughs> Have you broken any of them? Well, you know, I don't know. Okay, let me ask you this. Have you ever taken the Lord's name in vain? And by the way, that means use the Lord's name in an empty and insincere or frivolous way. Well, no. Really? Okay. Have you ever stolen anything? No. Have you ever lied? No. You're lying now. Okay. You're lying. <laughs> And if you want to live by the law, you're in for trouble because the Bible says if you offend in one point of the law, you're guilty of all of it. The law was never given to make a man or a woman righteous. The law is a moral mirror that shows us our real state before God to drive us into the open arms of Jesus. The law says you're not good enough. You need God's help. So the law was not given to make you righteous. Maybe one of these books would be the law showing you've fallen short of it. Number two, maybe another book would be a record of everything you've said or done. Everything is recorded today. Everywhere we go it's being recorded. You can run a light today and a camera will take your picture and there's no getting out of that ticket. And then everybody has video cameras and cameras on their phones today and everything's being recorded wherever you go. If you think that mankind can do this, don't you think the creator of the universe has some pretty tricked out and sophisticated recording equipment? You can be sure of it because the Bible tells us that everything that we do, whether it be good or bad, is recorded and we will be judged for it. Ecclesiastes 12, 14. 
Every idle word, the Bible says, a man speaks, he'll give an account of on the day of judgment. Maybe another one of these books would be a record of the fact that you didn't live up to your own standards. This is for the person that says, well, I don't need organized religion. I live by my own rules, my own values. I suggest to you, you don't even live by your own rules. I suggest you even break those. Another book or scroll might be a record of every time you've heard the gospel. Because no doubt there would be some like this man in our story in Luke 16 that would say, I never heard about Jesus. No one ever told me Jesus was the only way to the Father. And so the Lord might say, all right, Gabriel, roll him. <laughs> Big screen. <laughs> this is your life, you know. A record of every time you heard the gospel and then you discover it wasn't once, it wasn't twice. It was hundreds of times you heard it and blew it off and rejected it and were preoccupied or weren't paying attention or whatever it was. You are responsible for what you have heard. The Bible says if your name is not found written in the book of life, you're cast into the lake of fire. Oh, I know some people say, oh, that, that's just not right. You know, how could a God of love create a place called hell. Listen, because He's a God of love, He created a place called hell. It makes complete sense. Because there are injustices in this life. There are wrongs that are done. People get away with things they should never get away with. And they escape the long arm of the law, so to speak. But they'll never escape the long arm of God. There is a final court of arbitration. And quite frankly, there are certain people we say, I'm, I'm glad there's a hell because of, you know, there will be judgment. Yeah, there is a hell. But listen, hell was not made for people. Jesus said, hell was created for the devil and his angels. It was never God's intention to send a person to hell. He does everything he can to keep you out of hell. But God has given to you and to me a free will. I have the ability to choose and God will not violate that. If you want to go to heaven, my friend, you will if you put your faith in Christ. If you want to go to hell, you will. That's really your choice. So don't blame God. Oh, God sent people. God didn't send anyone anywhere. God wants you to go to heaven, but He's not going to force you. He gives you a choice, and it's up to you what you're going to do with that choice. Oh, I'm sure people will protest in that final day and say, Oh, Lord, Lord. Did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do wonderful works in your name? And Jesus will sadly but firmly say, depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. It's not enough to just say you believe in God. These people sound religious. Did we not do miracles in your name? You know, some might say, wait, didn't I go to church on Sunday? And wait, I received communion. And wait, I was, I was baptized. And yeah, okay. Jesus says, but I, I never knew you. We never had a relationship. It was just a thing you did. And then He went out and broke my commandments left and right with no concern. This is your own choice that you're facing. Yes, there are people that are outside the kingdom of God. It's not enough to just acknowledge God exists. You need to turn from your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone as Savior and Lord. There might be someone here listening to me right now that is afraid they will go to hell when they die. Well, I'm telling you right now, you can get rid of that fear today by putting your faith in Christ. 
If you'll turn from your sin and believe in Him, you can know with assurance you will go to heaven when you die. If you don't have that assurance right now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to change your eternal address from a place called hell to a place called heaven as we pray. Let's all bow our heads if you would. Father, I pray now for any here that may not yet know you, people who literally are headed for destruction. Lord, help them to see their need. Help them to change their direction. Help them to come to Jesus now, we pray. Amen. That's Pastor Greg Laurie with an important message today. And you know, a few moments ago, he mentioned our need to come to Christ for the forgiveness of our sin. Now maybe there's somebody listening who'd like to do that right now, to ask God for the forgiveness of their sin. Perhaps that's you. Pastor Greg would love to help you take the next step. Listen, if you would like to accept Jesus Christ into your life right now, and by that I mean if you would like your sin forgiven and have the assurance that you will go to heaven when you die, would you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. But I thank you for dying on the cross for my sin and rising again from the dead. I'm sorry for my sin, Lord, and I turn from it now, and I put my faith in you to be my Savior, my Lord, my God, and my friend. Thank you for loving me and calling me and accepting me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer in a minute, I want you to know on the authority of God's Word that Jesus Christ has just come to take residence in your heart. The Bible says these things we write to you that believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Listen, we want to send you some resources that will help you grow spiritually. So here's some details. And let me say, God bless you and welcome to the family of God. Thanks, Pastor Greg. And those resources are all included in something we call our New Believers Growth Packet. It'll help you get started living your life for the Lord. Can we send it to you? Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you call 1-800-00-5011. Well, next time, more from the most requested presentations of the year. Tune in for some practical help with those tough questions about faith. Pastor Greg and Bible scholar Don Stewart address the challenging questions that non-believers often ask. It's well worth a listen. Same time tomorrow on A New Beginning. Now for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called The Reality of Hell. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.